Welcome to Enforcing Purpose Through Prayer. This podcast is designed to empower you by teaching and demonstrating how to pray, reconcile, and declare the scriptures. I pray that you walk away not just encouraged, but also equipped to enforce your God design through your own personal prayer times. Um, I want to welcome you to my very first episode of Enforcing Purpose Through Prayer. Um, And the purpose of this podcast or this live that's going to be coming to you once a week is really just a response to a lot of the books that I've written that have the prayer practices included in them. People have really enjoyed those. And um, once upon a time um, with my own staff, with people in the community, I would have what I call a prayer observatory, which sounds kind of weird, I know. I believe that when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, teacher, teach us how to pray, he said, when you pray, pray like this. I am a biblical counselor and a professional life coach, um, and I have been walking with people in their relationship with the Lord for many, many years. And one of the things that I have discovered is that many times um, people just don't know how to pray. Now, let me preface that with saying there is not a right or a wrong way to pray. Prayer is just all about conversation with the Lord. Specifically, one of the things that I have become passionate about is how do we use the word in praying what is true for me and really enforcing truths that aren't necessarily the realities that I'm living in. How do I enforce that into um, reality through the Word of God and by praying um, specific truths that God gives me. The The Bible says in Hebrews that the Word of God is a double-edged sword and it's sharper than any two-edged sword um, in that it pierces asunder and that it, it divides between the soul and the spirit, that it's alive and it's active. And the Word teaches us. Um, it says in James that it's the implantation of the Word of God um, that rescues the soul. And so all of us can really connect with the fact that um, there's a truth that we know as believers that the Word of God tells us, and then there's the reality that we're experiencing. And so one of the things that I have learned to do through my own disciplines and through my own intimacy and just through the guidance and the counsel of the Holy Spirit is really learn how to meditate on the scriptures, um, really kind of go into this nothing place, for lack of a better term, but really allowing the scriptures to really guide me and um, teach me and train me. Um, So the purpose of this prayer time is really for us to be able to connect together through the Spirit. And to be honest with you, I've kind of struggled with this because I want more than anything for people to be empowered in prayer, Um, but also then struggle with kind of the weirdness of being like, yeah, people are going to be observing me praying. Um, But I think that's how we learn in the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And um, because God has just asked me to be obedient, that is why I am doing these live as well as going to be producing them in my podcast. If you have not subscribed to my podcast, you're going to want to go to Lisa Schwartz, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. You can go to my Facebook, Lisa Schwartz LLC, and learn all more about uh, the podcast, my books, all of those things there. But that's not what we're here to do tonight. So I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, I really asked the Lord, like, how do I start? Because uh, when I was praying tonight, I felt like the Lord reminded me of the blind man in John chapter 9 when Jesus came up to him and he was blind. And the Bible says that he, if you remember, he spit in in his eyes and he took mud and he put it on his eyes and he said, now go wash in the pool of Siloam. And the Lord really highlighted to me and said, Lisa, notice that the first steps that the blind man took were in the dark. And so sometimes I think we we wait to take our steps until we have it all figured out. So I'm saying that to say to you, like, I'm not really sure what this prayer podcast is going to look like. 
Um, but I know what my desire is, and my desire is to to do a little bit of teaching and empowering, but also a little bit of guiding you into that place. Not even necessarily by demonstrating, um, but by actually just doing it with you. Um, so tonight, I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, because I think it's a very common passage that a lot of us know we call it the love chapter. Um, and I felt like it was a great place to start because I think um, a lot of times we don't understand the power that are in some of the very most basic elementary passages and what God is really trying to teach us. So some of the things that you'll hear me say over and over again is in every passage of scripture, God is teaching us something about who he is, about his person. But when we learn more about who God is, we're also learning more about who we are in our design and how God created us. Um, and so I want to um, I want to start in, in the love chapter because it is so common. And I'm going to just kind of read through it. Um, and then I'm going to kind of maybe share however the Holy Spirit tells me to share. And then I'm going to say, okay, now let's pray through it. And I'm going to invite you to join in, in with me in prayer as we just pray and really allow the scripture to guide and navigate and be the force and the authority that navigates our prayer time and brings the reality of what love could look like and should look like in us. So I'm going to start in the love chapter in chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll go ahead and start in chapter in verse four. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Okay, so I'm going to pause there because I think that's kind of the classic passage that we typically hear. And if I had the time, and if this was more of a just a teaching or a training, I would encourage you to read this passage in many, many versions and, um, and really allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak and take depths. Um, but what I want is I want us to take a look at, we know that God is love. He himself is love. That's this person. That's who he is. So we can take this passage and we know that love suffers long. So God is long suffering. And therefore then I also know that God creating me in his image, he has created me to love in a way that suffers long. Love is kind. And so God in his kindness has created me in his image and he's created me to love in a way that is kind. Love does not envy. Now, this is a difficult one for a lot of us. We look at things the world teaches us, just basically appeals to us through our eyes and wants us to envy the things. But the scripture is telling me that when I'm struggling with envy, when I'm struggling with jealousy, when I'm struggling with discontent, that the love that God has put into me doesn't envy. Um, and so I don't have, it's not something I have to necessarily try to work for, but rather something I need to reconcile in my own heart and simply loose out of my life. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. So we're talking about all the characteristics and all the traits of love and how love acts and how love behaves. And this is how God loves me. This is how God loves you. But it's also our love ability. It's the ability that God has put into us to love one another like this. So now immediately as I'm reading the scripture, I'm learning something about God. I'm learning something about how I'm created, but I'm also realizing that there seems to be a disconnect between what God is saying to me and what my potential is and what my reality is. 
because the reality is I don't always love perfectly, not like this. So I'm going to just show you how I would begin to pray through this passage. Now, as I enter into a place of prayer, um, I'm going to invite you to come in, get comfortable. If you want to turn on some music, turn on some music. There might be weeks where I might be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to turn on some music. We're just going to kind of quiet our minds. We're going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to allow this passage of scripture to just kind of guide me through prayer. And what you will notice is probably the Holy Spirit will veer me off into other scripture passages and bring me back on. And that's really what this is about, is about just giving you the opportunity to see how the scriptures can guide us through the Holy Spirit into a state of prayer. Now, I personally have a prayer language. um, And so when I'm in a personal prayer time, sometimes I will stop and I will use my prayer language to really hear from the Spirit. I might pause a little bit. Um, because I'm going to probably stick to my prayer language in my own mind. If you have a prayer language and you're joining me and you want to use your prayer language, that is between you and the Holy Spirit. If you don't have a prayer language, that is between you and the Holy Spirit. We all have our own form of communication with the Lord. And so I'm just going to begin to read now and just allow the Spirit to just guide me and navigate me. So if you would just kind of go with me into a state of prayer. If you would close your eyes, I'm probably going to close my eyes. Sometimes when I'm praying, I look around. But I'm not looking necessarily at things of the natural. I'm actually searching and sensing and watching the movement of the Spirit. So, Father, I just come before you in the name of Jesus, and I just thank you. So I'm just going to stop and settle and just allow myself to just be quieted by the presence of the Lord. And just recognize, and sometimes if we just pause, and I just want you to recognize even right now, that as you just still your heart and still your mind, That even as we begin to speak the presence of the Lord and begin to become aware of his presence, that his presence will begin to move and will begin to just make himself known. And so, Father, I thank you that the minute I begin to speak your name, that your presence just rushes. God, to be near me. Not that your presence ever leaves me, but God, to be known. And so, Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for the characteristic of love. And I thank you, Father, that you have loved me with a long-suffering type of love. God, that you never tire of hearing my voice. God, that your love is ever with me, ever pouring out upon me. That your love is pouring on me, God, even when I don't want your love. Or when I think I don't need your love, God, your your love is continuously being present towards me. And I thank you, Father, that your love is kind. God, that you don't parade yourself, you're not puffed up, you don't boast, but God, you simply are. You're not rude. I'm reminded, God, that love does not seek its own way, but it's it's mindful of the kingdom, and it's mindful of your presence, and it's mindful of love, and it's mindful, God, of your goodness. And I thank you, Father, that you don't rejoice in my iniquity. You don't look at me and see the evil or the sin that's within me. But God, you rejoice in the truth within me. Despite what you see, despite how I behave, God, there's a truth that you see within me that you've created me to walk in. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you rejoice in that truth. I thank you, God, that you bear all things with me, that you're patient. God, that you never get frustrated with me. I thank you, Father, that you believe all things. God, that you believe the best in me and that you hope for the best in me. And God, when you lean towards me, you see the best in me. God, that you're not expecting me to fail, but you're expecting me to succeed. I thank you, Father, that you have endured all things with me and that your love never stops loving. 
Your love never fails. To your love, there is no ending, God, that your love is unconditional. God, and I thank you, God, that you have created me in your image and the same love that you have for me, you have put into me. And so I declare that I have a love that is within me. So I'm going to need to make declarations over my own life that there is a love within me that suffers long, that doesn't get frustrated, isn't easily irritated, isn't envious or jealous, and that the love within me causes no pride or no boastful or haughty attitude, that I don't parade myself and I am not puffed up. I don't behave rudely because your love is within me, and I'm gentle and I'm tender and I'm compassionate. And that your love causes me to keep my eye upon the things of the kingdom. And I don't seek my own way, but I'm continuously seeking the ways of the kingdom. God, I thank you and I praise you and I worship you, God, that your love is within me. And I don't see or rejoice in any iniquity in my own life, nor do I see or rejoice in the iniquity in anybody else. But God, like you, you've given me an eye that I would see people in a light of hope. That I would believe the best in the people around me. But God, that I wouldn't be thinking or misperceiving or thinking the worst of people. But God, you've put a love in me that when I look at people, when I experience people, when I'm in conversation with people, God, that I believe the best in them, that I'm seeing the best in them. And God, you've put it in me that I would draw the best of them out. God, knowing that they too are created in your image and that they are created, God, for good works and for good things. And God, I thank you that the love that never stops loving, that is in you, that is who you are, God, you have placed within me. So God, I just release, God, a love that never stops loving. God, that even as you've lavished me with your love, and that your love never stops loving me. That your love is always upon me. God, that I can't escape your love. God, that I'm overwhelmed and I'm consumed with your love. As I breathe in your love, God, that I become a fountain of your love. God, as I pull your love in, your love overflows out of me. God, it's as simple as that. I just declare, God, that just as I breathe your love in, that as I exhale, God, I become a conduit of your love. A carrier, God, of your presence and of your love. And so, God, I release, God, the fullness of the attributes of your love that lives within me. God, and I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would remind me of my love ability in every moment. God, when the, when the enemy comes at me and lies to me and says, in this I cannot love, in this I cannot be patient, in this I don't have what it takes to be kind, in this I cannot withstand, in this I am exhausted. God, I rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus because your love is in me. And God, your love has caused me to suffer long. Your love has caused me, God, to be kind. Your love is causing me, God, to never stop loving. God, that I'm continuously rejoicing in the truth, the truth of who you've designed me to be, but the truth of also of who you've designed others to be. God, I release that love right now, and I thank you, God, that your word says that when I was saved, when Jesus came rushing into my life, God, that you deposited the fullness of your love through the Holy Spirit into the depths of my heart. So God, I thank you that I don't have to work to try to love people. I rebuke the lie that would say that people are hard for me to love or that this person is difficult for me to love. 
Because God, if I'm yoked to you, the yoke of the Lord is easy and your love is in me and you've put it in me that I would love people with an ease, that I would love people with a joy. And so God, I rejoice and I declare that I am an instrument, a carrier, a person that reflects your love. And so now I might actually take a moment to take and look into a mirror and self-reconcile where I would look in a mirror and I would stare at myself and I would say, Lisa, you are a carrier of a supernatural love. You are long-suffering. You're filled with a love that is kind. You see the best in people. You hope for all things. You bear in every moment. You are patient beyond your own flesh. And you carry a love that never stops loving. And I just would speak that into myself and begin to self-reconcile. Even as I declared what is true, now I'm reconciling in my mind, my heart, my physical body, that I am saturated with the love of God. Lisa, you are saturated with the love of God. And no place you can go, no thing you can do, no word you can speak can cause you to escape what God has saturated you with. And you are mindful of his love and you are driven by his love and you are compelled by his love and you are navigated by his love. And as I touch my mind, I just begin to speak that my mind thinks thoughts of love. As I touch my heart, I begin to speak to my heart and I say, heart, you are filled with the fullness of a love that is not of this world, the love of God. And I begin to speak to my physical body and I tell my physical body that the love of God has saturated you. And any lie that comes upon me, any fear that tries to attack me is dispelled by the perfect love that saturates me. And so, Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you, Lord, for the power in your word. I thank you, Father, for the interaction that I've had with you. Holy Spirit, I receive your love to the full, that I would overflow with your love, God, and I would be the carrier of your love. I rejoice in your word. I rejoice that it is alive. I rejoice that you speak to me through your word. I thank you, Father, that you enjoy dialogue with me, and I thank you for your presence that has joined me. God, I rejoice in all of those who have joined us in prayer tonight, God. And I speak, God, that your love would begin to penetrate them and that lies would be broken off of them right now in the name of Jesus. That fear would be broken off, that even as your word says, it's your perfect love that casts out all fear. God, even as they shift themselves into an alignment with your perfect love, what your perfect love has promised us, God, even as we shift ourselves, that fear is falling from us in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that because we are confident that we are loved by an almighty God, that the fear and the perception of the world around us, the fear and the perception of failure has no hold on my life. For God, I am navigated by your love and your love alone. Every decision that I make, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would open my eyes if it's a decision based on fear and not love. Every action that I take, Holy Spirit, alert me when I'm moving in a direction that is compelled by fear and not love. I thank you, Father, that your love is stirring me, that your love compels me, your love is changing me, your love transforms me, and your love becomes the theme of my life. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that when I pull away, when I try to pull away from your love, 
that you would yank me back and you would remind me and you would invade my space and you would invade that thought and you would invade that th- that emotion and that feeling and you would yank me back with your loving kindness and you would say, remember, my child, I love you. So God, I rejoice in this time with you. Oh, what a loving God you are. What a faithful God you are. What a powerful God you are. And how adequate you are. You are enough for me. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray all these things. Amen. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this time joining me. I'd love to hear your comments. If you have scripture passages that you possibly would love to see prayed through or discussed, please leave those in the comments below. Um, Please share with your friends. I will be doing this live every on YouTube every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And then we will be producing it on the podcast. If you have not subscribed to my podcast, please do so. Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. These episodes are going to be Enforcing Purpose through prayer. I can't think of any better way for us to enforce the purpose of our design except by the Word of God through the Holy Spirit and declaring those into our lives. I am so glad you joined me tonight. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. I hope you found this episode encouraging and empowering. It is my desire that we learn together how to grow more intimate with God through prayer. To learn more about other services and products, go to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. I look forward to connecting with you next week.